Welcome to the RAF Mildenhall Protestant Parish Podcast. As you prepare your heart to receive today's word, we pray that you are encouraged, inspired, and uplifted. Let us pray as we go into God's word. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for the praise that has gone forth on today, Lord God. Father, I pray that you take away the stony heart and give us a heart of flesh so that we can walk in your obedience, so that we can walk by faith, so that we can walk in trust and hope of who you are and what you've done on the finished cross of Christ. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 19. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 19 is where we're going to start at. Just I'll give everybody a second, just in case you're, even though it's up on the screens, you might want to pull it up on your phone. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 19. And the title of my sermon today is The Weak Link. The Weak Link. And the scripture says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would not enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. And we're going to skip real quick to Hebrews chapter 4 and 11. And the scripture reads, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. The weak link, church, the weak link. Church, if you apply stress to an entire chain or a chain, the entire chain won't fall apart. I think you all understand and quite know that it always will break in one place. It will break in that one link that is the weakest, the weak link. Church, I think a lot of times that when we're going through trials and tribulations, when the stress and pressures of life come upon us, that there are some things that can break. There are some things when our trust, our firmly relying trust in God, they can feel like we are at a breaking point. We are at an inflection point like, God, I'm supposed to trust you. God, I thought I could trust you in this situation and in circumstances. And all that is is show us where there might be 
a weak link. And church, I get it. When the stress and storms of life comes and it's in our human nature to not rest in God, we can be inclined to worry and restlessness. And we have this notion that I will have peace when I get to this certain place. Maybe when, if you're, if you're, you're single, when I, when I get married, or maybe when I have a boyfriend, or maybe when I have a girlfriend, or, or maybe when I make this rank, or maybe when I get out of the military, or maybe when I get my bachelor's degree, or maybe it's always this distant place that if I can get here, then I can have peace. And I'm here to encourage you today that today, when you hear God's voice, today, you can have peace. Today, you can strengthen that weak place and have firmly relying trust in God. And if we look at the Hebrew, the scripture back in, back in Hebrews, he gives us a story back from the Old Testament and it paints a picture of, of Israel and what they were going through. And sometimes, church, we may think that, ah, that was a long time ago. But as we walk through the scripture text, I believe there's a lot of things that we see in their lives that we can still apply to our own life. God took them out of Egypt and made them a promise. And they went to check out the land, the Bible says, in Numbers 13 and 28. And the spies went out and the Bible says that nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and they're very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of giants there. And this is what they're saying. And they're going back to um, the Israelites and they're telling the people. And they go on, they say, the land just eats up the people. And, but Caleb, he came and he quieted the people. And he says in verse 30, let us go up at once and take possession for we are able to overcome it. If we look at that scripture text, 12 of them came back. But it was only two that came back with a good report. All other 10 of them came back with an evil report. They didn't trust God. And a lot of times in life that we want to have these people in our lives that are on our side to say, you know what? Let's go after the land. I want you to trust God. These were all Israelites. In today's time and culture, everybody's a Christian. A lot of people are Christians. But how many are walking faithfully by the Savior's side? How many are trusting God through his promises? How many are so said, God, you said that I can have peace that surpasses all understanding and I'm going to hold out on that promise? Or do we find ourselves in a place of unbelief, disbelief by the experiences, by the things that we see? The scripture goes on and says, they go on in that same Numbers 13. They're the sons of Anak. They're the sons of giants. There's giants in the land. These people are strong and they have super wars and they're stronger than all of us. And then they go on to say that they are walled cities. They're, they're thick walls all around them. And I want you to notice, church, what they're focusing on. They're focusing on what they saw, not what God said. God told them that they're going to go to a land that's flowing with milk and honey, one of provision. And that's how it is so many times in life. God can give us all these wonderful promises, but when we go out past these church walls, when we go out into the real things of life, we forget about all those things. They saw that what was going on. And this is the wonderful thing about that. It was their, before I, before I get ahead of myself, it was people, right? It was people that distracted them. 
It was people that caused them to miss out on purpose. It was people, not anything that they even said. It was what their own mind was thinking. It wasn't something like, you know what, you're, 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 you're dumb. A lot of times people can do that. But what is your own mind saying? Sometimes I believe the worst storm that we can ever go through in life is the internal storm in our mind. Not something external. Not a hurricane. I used to live in Florida. We have hurricanes all the time. But I believe the worst, at least you know when that season comes. Some of us have hurricanes every single day, mentally and emotionally, in our lives. And God's come to stir it up to say, peace be still. But in order to get there, it takes Christ inside of each and every one of us. Church, they go on and they, they blame it on the terrain. They blame it on the natural circumstances. They blame it on the places that they're at. And they're basically blaming it on the location where they're at. How many times in life it was like, oh, if I was in the States, I could do this. That's trash, church. It doesn't matter where we're at. God's promises still stand no matter where I go. I don't care if I go to Korea. I don't care if I go to Japan. God's promises are still there for me. Where can I go inside this whole entire earth that God is not there? Anywhere, everywhere I go, God's promises still reign true. It doesn't matter if I go to Poland. It doesn't matter if I go to the Ukraine. It doesn't matter if I go to Romania. Wherever I go, who's still there? Come on, church. I like this. Y'all going to talk to me on my last Sunday. There we go. I feel a strength inside. Amen. We're talking about faith, church. What is the weak link inside of you? And church, I'm up here. I'm standing here. I'm talking to you all. But believe me, I'm stretching myself today. What is the weak? Oh, I know a lot of weak things inside of me, but my faith. My firmly relying trust in God that no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances come, I found myself resting in God trusting in God. That means I got to go a little bit deeper in God too. That means that I got to read my Bible. And I know it's a little bit old school, but it's okay. We're all developing church. We're all growing and strengthening ourselves in God. What's keeping you church out of the, out of the promised land? What's keeping you from the peace that surpasses all understanding? And I love the contrast here because as, 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 as God's talking to them, they come up with all these different excuses. They blame it on the people. They blame it on the place that they're at. They blame it on other people. But if you look at God's word, what does he tell them in Hebrews chapter 3? It was their unbelief. It wasn't the people. It wasn't where they were at. God was checking them. I want to see how far your, your, your faith is. How much do you trust? And I got one more point on this part before I go, go to another point is they saw themselves, the scripture says, as grasshoppers. Numbers 13. He says, we are as grasshoppers. Church, what is your self-image of who you are? What's your, what's your, what's your, what's your self-image? Who do you see yourself in Christ? That's what matters. Do you see yourself as more than a conqueror? Do you see that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me? 
Not in and of myself, but I trust God. That when I'm walking by faith and not by sight, I'm not doing it in and of myself. God, I'm trusting you. If I decide that, you know what, God, you called me to step out the boat. Well, step out the boat, but I'm going to trust you. It doesn't matter where I find myself at, where you find yourself at. You have to find that you trust God. And another thing, church, is they said we are as grasshoppers. How do you see other people? Do you see other people as significant? Do you see them as, man, this is a child of God. I treat people with dignity and respect. I treat people that, you know what? You're more than a conqueror too. Do you treat people with love? It's not just how, how you do certain people. It's all people. Do you love them? Do you treat people insignificant? Oh, they're just a, 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 a grasshopper. They're, they're, they're a nobody. No, 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 no. It goes across the board, especially as Christians. We're the ones that raise the, the bar. We're the one that demonstrate God's love to everybody. We understand that everybody is significant in this walk in life. And that was part of their sin, their disobedience. They didn't treat people with respect. Some people, okay, maybe if they wear the red bottom shoes, then uh, okay. Y'all know what red bottom shoes is? I just found out, you know, having a wife. All I can say is they cost, amen? Amen, somebody. Amen. <laughs> amen. And it's about our, our faith. It's about trusting God and seeing through the eyes of faith. It's seeing through God's word, understanding that God promises that he will never leave us nor forsake us. To understand that, you know what? It does not matter how tumultuous this whole life is, that I can still raise up godly kids. I can still be a faithful husband. You can still be a faithful wife. Sometimes we let the world think like it comes into the, comes into the church. We can still live faithfully by God's word no matter what because we're trusting in his promises. Amen? Hebrews 3 and 13, it says, Encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that no one may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encourage one another daily. Encourage one another daily. That means, church, you have to be intentional. And what about if we're talking about the weak link and that weak link is you? That can be hurtful, right? A lot of times we never want to be that weak link. Church, let me tell you a quick little story about myself. Um, as many of you all know, I'm PCS into Colorado Springs, right? And so me trying to, you know, think that, all right, I know it's a high elevation out there. And what I don't want to do is I get out there, I'm trying to climb some steps or something like that and be out of breath. So I decide that you know what, let me do a little bit more cardio. Instead of doing a couple miles, let me do the perimeter. All right, six miles. I know there's a lot of people that like to run the perimeter and y'all can just run and all that stuff, but it's a task for me, amen? So I, I'm doing the perimeter. I do it a few times and I decide, me and my, um, I don't say ingenuity, um, 
mistake, okay? I'll just call it a mistake. I decide that I want to invite a couple of people that are um, um, beret wearers because it's like, hey, I see them run all the time. Like, hey, let's go out as a group. Let's go run the perimeter, amen? Somebody knows where it's going with this. Yeah, Serato, you probably understand too. So I decide that I want to go out and I'm going to run with them. So I'm used to running my pace, right? Um, well, they have a different pace, okay? A whole lot quicker pace. And about one mile into the six mile, I realize this is a mistake. <laughs> Everything in me wanted to turn around, walk back, because I'm not running back, walk back the other way. But all I could do was look at the person's feet in front of me and keep running. But there was something um, that, 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 that I learned during, during that time and during that process. Yes, it was a lot of prayer. I don't know if I called Jesus so many times in one hour before my life, but I did. But other than that, there is this um, two guys are operators and one of them just super athletic, right? He gets and he starts, he goes behind me, right? And the other one picks up not only the pace, but he starts to slow down. What I learned in that time is that they wasn't worried about the pace. All they did is they did not want me to give up. They don't care how much I slowed them down. They don't care how long it was going to take. They didn't matter that I knew I was the weakest link but they were able to adjust so that I could finish the race, church. Church, it doesn't matter how weak someone's faith is. I do not care. You shouldn't care either. The only thing that matters is you have to finish the walk of faith. And that is I'm going to trust. The Bible says today. That means every single day, I'm going to get back in my poet. Um, every single day, as long as it's called today, I'm going to encourage you to trust God. Yes, it's painful. Yes, it hurts. Yes, sometimes it feels like giving up. But church, I'm not going to let you give up. Church, you can't let nobody give up. And I had to learn this the hard way. Church, I was the weakest link. I'm not, there's no confusion about it. I know who I am. I was the weakest link. And church, don't ever feel like if you're the weakest link that there is no hope. That's a lie from the enemy, church. This is a team effort. This is a church effort. This is a community effort that, to walk this faith journey out. Amen. Amen. This is, this is my, last, my last point, church. There will always be storms of life, but you can have a peace of mind. I so wish, church, that I, I could tell you that, you know, this, 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 this faith journey, this faith walk, that everything is going to be fine. It's going to be just a, just, a, just a matter of kind of like going to the spa, that peace that tranquility, maybe at your home, just put on some candles. You tell the kids, go upstairs, be quiet. But that's not life, amen? That's not life. 
Life is full of chaos. Life is full of drama. Life is full of hurt and heartache. Life is full of pain. Amen? That's what life is. But in the midst of all of that, you can have peace. In the midst of all that, you can have rest. Need a scripture? Amen. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 40. And the scripture reads, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. You see that church? Little boats. Not a big cruise liner, not a big uh, ship. Little boats. And the Bible says a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, excuse me, excuse me, asleep on a pillow. He was resting. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm, but he's... Before I get there, did, did you see that church? I mean, that's a lot of times how we are in life. We're like, God, don't you see what's going on? What'd they say? Do you care? God, do you see the anxiety that I'm going through? God, do you see the fear that I'm going through? Do you see the depression? Do you see the pressure that's going on? God, do you see what is going on? Do you care? And what did Jesus say to them? Come on, peace, be still. And then he asked them, why did you fear? He didn't ask them, oh, I I see that the, the, the water's getting in. I see that things are starting to fill up. I don't see anything about the storm. He said, why did you fear? A lot of times, church, that's what happens to us. When the storms of life comes, that's the easiest thing to do is fear. Fear in our mind. Fear and regret. Fear emotionally. The Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he came this so we can have life and have it life more abundantly. Even in the storms of life, we can have peace. And that's when we truly have peace. When no matter what happens, I still trust God. I'm not going to fear. And then the Bible goes on to say, why do you have no faith? Why did you not believe? Why did you not rest in me? Why did you not trust in me? The one who promises that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He asked the question to his disciples. And that messed me up so many times because I'm the person that in the boat, God, don't you see the storm? Stop the storm. Don't you see the waves that are coming in? Don't you see the water that's coming in, God? Can't you do something about it? And Jesus was in the stern asleep. He was resting. The Bible says that his head was on a pillow. And that's the kind of peace of mind that each and every one of us should have in every storm. When we're resting in God. 
And that's how we get it, by resting in him. And Jesus wakes up out of his sleep and he rebukes the wind and he says, peace, be still. I wish, church, sometimes that we could have that much peace. We can't speak something that we don't have inside. I can't speak peace to someone. I can't speak peace to a storm when I have a storm already on the inside. Jesus was able to speak peace because he was peace. He was able to speak love because he was love. I can speak all those different things. I can do those, all those different things when I demonstrate all those different things because I have to rest in him and his word. Amen. Amen. As I, as I get ready to close church, I don't know what you're sailing through. I don't know what wilderness that you are in. But my prayer for each and every single one of you is don't let the deception of unbelief fool you. The Bible says labor to enter into that rest. That means it's a struggle, church. That means it's going to be a fight. That means I got to make sure I check my heart and my spirit every single day to ensure that I'm still trusting God. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's painful. Yes, I might not be able to see everything that is going on, but I still have to trust in him. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, that you continue to open up our hearts and eyes to see you. Father, I pray throughout this week, Lord God, that you give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, I pray that you continue to stir us up in hope. I pray, Lord God, that you continue to help us to believe above all things, Lord God. And Father, I pray that we continue to stretch and strengthen one another, Lord God, in this journey of faith. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. We pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share. Thank you for stopping by our station. And until next time, may the peace of God be with you.